Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thursday Live Lesson. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, joined by these two fine gentlemen, Mr. Aaron, the voice, not commercial. What's up, Aaron? What's up? Mr. Kahai, the legend, Fergan. Say what's up, Kahai? What's up? It's Thursday, 1 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. That means it's time to just talk story, talk ukulele um, with good audio. You know, finally, it's courtesy of Kahai, the legend over here, like lending me one of his good mics instead of me like using this. And, and not that this microphone is bad no. or anything, but, you know, like it's just not like a actual condenser mic. This is like a stage condenser mic right here. So it's kind of like a condenser mic, but for the stage. But this is like an actual condenser mic. So it sounds, I mean, I'm, like I'm guessing mic. it sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing it sounds good. I can't hear, you know, like, so, but I'm going to take Kahai's word for it. That sounds way better. <laughs> I just wanted to make my, like, my editing time of the audio podcast, like, yeah. go down a little bit. So I don't have to stay up as late. Like, uh. yeah. Well, you know, for those folks who are interested, yeah, this is the, the actual mic that I use on stage. Like, I love, love, love this microphone. Most people, um, use this like sm58 this is kind of like a standard microphone that everybody uses this is by sure so sm is sure mic 58 and yeah this is this is kind of like whenever you see you know just any normal performance they would probably have something like this you know like Mm -hmm. um this is pretty pretty common sm58 but um i upgraded a few years back to the sm86 so this is basically just like the sm58 but um it's it's a little bit more i don't know it's it's got What's the word for it? Um, it sounds like a condenser, so the uh the gain is a lot more, and um and it can handle the uh the the highs a little bit better. So it's it's a lot more crisp. That's uh, that's why I love using this. So even though you know it's just like a regular stage mic, it worked for like however many months we were doing this podcast for me to be using this microphone. So for those folks who are interested, this is the mic that I use on stage. Love 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 this mic. I don't I don't know how much it is now, but I think an SM58 is like hundred hundred fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and an 86 is maybe twice that, maybe. I want to say, know, I think it's only like 150, you know, it's not like oh, yeah. too outrageous. Yeah, the 86? Yeah, yeah, I want to say something like mm-hmm. that. I think the last time I checked, because it's, it's just kind of mm-hmm. like they, I think Sure just wanted to make that their new like standard instead of the 58, mm-hmm. right? So like yeah. they're like, oh, like, here, just buy this one. If you have a 58, here's like the upgrade mm-hmm. now to the 58. Uh, yeah. It sounds really good. I love, love, love this mic. Like I said, the, uh, the ceiling is a lot higher on this especially on the you know um on the higher uh the higher hertz i was like what is the word the higher hertz <laughs> like uh, i can handle a little bit more of that because the roof is a lot higher so um yeah i dig it and the gain is you know a lot more uh it's kind of like and i don't want to downplay the the 58 because the 58 sounds really good um the 58 sounds like a passive pickup whereas this is kind of like an active like that's basically what it sounds like to me where like totally cool for a passive pickup you know like a lot of people use passive but this sounds like a an active pickup that's kind of the main sound difference so for the, those of you folks who are out there um performing and uh, and working the grinds working the salt mm-hmm. mines uh, musical salt mines that's that's kind of what i use if, if you were interested all right what, what do you use kai for your performances for your live shows oh <laughs> uh, nothing yeah well like the the sm58 is like if you go to mm-hmm. like a bar that's probably what yeah. they're gonna mic they're gonna have there or if they yeah. like do karaoke or something and they have mm-hmm. like a little bit not just the microphone that comes with the whatever karaoke mm-hmm. machine right mm-hmm. if they have like a actual nice microphone it's probably going to be sm58 yeah. it really is all over the place it's become like the standard it's a 
Yeah, it's an industry standard. Like I've, I've, you know, I've seen performances on TV, like in bigger stages and stuff, using like SM58. It's, it's, it's everywhere. But it was time to upgrade, and the 86 was a good buy. So for those folks interested, 86 SM86, check it out. It's really good. Uh, Renee actually had a question about this. Sure. Uh, she said, "You sound much clearer now. Mm. Would you use the studio mic on stage?" Um, not necessarily. The studio mic sounds really good, and that's why you don't want to use it on stage because it sounds too good. Because the stage has a lot more elements to it, whereas the studio you can pretty much control the sound that's going around you. You know, like uh, any kind of room noise, any kind of like uh, wind noise, all any of that stuff, any little thing it can hear. You know, so if um, if I were to bring this on stage, it would pick up everything on stage, and that's not necessarily what you want. So I would not, and you don't know normally see these kind of um, these kinds of microphones on stage for that very reason mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but uh, unless it's like control i've seen some condenser mics on stage but it's usually pretty controlled right yeah well like the the great thing about the 58 and the mm-hmm. 86 too is that you can kind of leave them and whoever like goes up to them can use them and they don't have to be like you don't have to tell them oh you gotta get super close to the mic for it to yeah, work good yeah. Or mm-hmm. you don't have to get, oh, you get further away. It kind of has like a nice mm-hmm. range between like mm-hmm. how far you can be from it or where you're mm-hmm. talking towards it and stuff. You don't need to be like, you know, mm-hmm. used to two mics to know how to use it or it- for it to sound reasonably good. Yeah. It definitely helps though. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the kiss the mic club. You know, like I, mm-hmm. it's the only way that it gets like every, you know, like everything that, that, that I sing or that I say is if I like actually kiss the mic. And I mean, it works too without kissing the mic, but I feel like there's, um, it's just not enough punch for me. I don't know. Like I just, and I like the volume better if once, you know, once you get up to the mic. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little too soft when I'm like, if, I mean, a condenser mic being this far is actually ideal. But for a mic like the 58, for example, if I, if I sang right here, you, you would kind of hear it, but it would sound way better if I just kissed it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, this is my microphone. No one else uses this or anything. So cool that I didn't make out with it on stage. That's right. That's why you have your own and bring your yeah, own. Yeah, I bring my own. I make out with my own microphone. It's, it's all good. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it shocks me. Sometimes it doesn't. But you know, love hurts sometimes, Kahai. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, first order of business, what we got, Kai? What we got? So um, Thursday Live Lesson is a place where we answer any and all of your questions about the ukulele or whatever, you know, anything ukulele underground related or just stuff that we're into. Like honestly, if you want to ask us, um, you can send us emails, you can send us uh, messages via ukulele underground. Um, you can also uh, attend live. So this is Thursday Live Lesson. You can attend live and you can ask questions live via the chat. So let's get started, Kai. Give me the first question. So Renee has like another question. Uh, tied to you know the mics and stuff so she said mm-hmm. uh she asked what about cables um what do you mean uh i'm guessing just like uh how much does uh. cables affect the sound or what mm-hmm. cables yeah. would you like use instrument yeah. cables? okay yeah like instrument instrument cables they do make a difference but to you know to most people not really and it also de- depends on everything else you know like the cable will just um will just provide a signal you know from your instrument to either like a pedal or straight to um to the sound system or to the PA or whatever you're using, okay? So um, with that said, if, you know, if you're an audiophile and can really hear the differences, you know, in, in sound, you want a clean signal coming from your, your ukulele 
to the uh, you know to to the PA or to the sound system. But if you can't really hear too much of a difference, then you just use whatever you know whatever cables. It'll work. Like the the difference is so minuscule that not not much people hear it. But then you know there is those people that swear by it. And I mean I I can hear the difference, but not enough that I would you know I'll be like oh, I gotta have this gold cable that will like that will be the cleanest signal possible for my ukulele to you know to the PA. I mean one I don't have that kind of money. You know it's like five thousand dollars for that cable or whatever but like you know and, and even if i could hear it i don't think my audience could uh could could hear it could tell the difference and i'm technically playing for my you know for my audience to uh to to hear so it does make a difference and there is you know um and you can you can even measure it like there's there's people who've kind of measured the signals of uh, of some cables versus others and i know like they uh they have these pictures and graphs on the um analysis plus site like it, it actually shows how much cleaner their signal is versus like just a regular you know uh, copper or like skinny copper signal and also the um the material that, that your cables are made out of will, will make a difference you know like because some uh some materials conduct electricity better therefore you know sending the signal a lot cleaner like um usually copper is is, is what they use to you know to have well, for for the cables but some people use silver i know zayola silver line uses silver i know like analysis plus uses gold and also like the the width of the um you know of, of the material makes a difference i think analysis plus have a bunch of like copper wires but then they're like kind of a wider so therefore the signal comes through a little bit cleaner a little bit better but all that really is you know if you can hear the difference then yes it makes a difference but if you know if you can't tell between you know one cable and the other i i wouldn't really spend too much money on it i used to be like super super into it because it does you can hear it. you can hear the difference but at at some point i'm like it you know those very high-end cables last just as long <laughs> as like the regular cables so if i'm spending like 400 bucks on cables that'll you know that'll last me like a couple years it's you know in the end it's not really worth it for me anyway i'm not playing high profile gigs that like oh i can just pay this off with half a gig or whatever you know like no it's like i gotta save my pennies for some time <laughs> in order to buy one of those so yeah but that's that's my opinion and you know like some people will say otherwise some people will say that yeah it's very worth it you know if you're if you're practicing your butt off like trying to play as clean as possible then you know you want that clean like cleanliness to be showing on stage you know when 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 you're playing you know so those guys who you know who are extremely clean like guys like Jake Jake uses a gold cable you know who plays extremely clean, uh, clean and wants to you know wants to be able to show you know how how clean they play and how well they play that makes uh, makes a difference yeah so she she asked like um mm-hmm. cuz you were talking about how uh you don't want to use studio mics on stage mm-hmm. because they're like you might pick up other sounds that you can't control right mm-hmm. she asked is it the same thing with cables like could you pick up too much with a cable and is that something that you don't want either no not necessarily because like um unless you have a very faulty you know like pickup or, or something like that if you have a faulty pickup that has uh like or or an ukulele that has a grounding issue for example you know if you put in a uh, a cable that will cleanly send that grounding issue sound to uh to the pa then you're just going to hear that grounding uh a lot clearer you know but not really because uh when you plug in your, you know, your your ukulele 
it's not like there's any outside noises that can uh, that can interfere with um, the sound, unlike you know, unlike a microphone where it's pretty out in the open. It's not like you know, uh, it will only pick up my voice; it'll pick up everything around um, you know around the microphone itself. But with the cable, it's pretty like directional, where uh, you know, like it's if you plug it in here, it's only gonna pick up from you know from uh, from here. So that kind of question would be best for like for like a pickup. You know, like yeah. well, the pickup, like pick up all those noises that you're that you're talking about, and some do, some don't. You know, that's that's a difference in uh, you know in in good pickups, and some difference in like terrible pickups. If you're and, if you're comparing like microphones, yeah. then like types of microphones, then the equivalent for an instrument would be the types of pickups yeah, that pickup. you're using. Mm-hmm. And then the cable would be comparing the cables, right? Because you <laughs> yeah, connect, you connect the microphone, your microphone to cable. with mm-hmm. a with a cable, mm-hmm. and then you know your your um, instrument pickup with a mm-hmm. cable. So like the quality of each is kind of comparable. So mm-hmm. so microphones are like microphones to voice is kind of equivalent to pickups to your instrument or your ukulele. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are different types of uh, pickups, and what you choose for your pickup will affect the sound you know the, mm. the the signal coming off yeah. of your instrument more than the cable will yeah and then also um di too if you're gonna yes yeah, true you know yeah. and and kind of the pairing of your di to your pickup so like what mm. pickup you have and what di you pair with yeah yeah that will kind of affect yeah sometimes it's too much signal because if you have like an active pickup with an active di like a super duper active di so it's like two nine volt batteries like you know sending that like crazy fat signal over to the pa sometimes a little bit too much yeah it, yeah that kind of that kind of depends on your instrument too you know mm-hmm, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta pair it with what your instrument is doing mm-hmm. yeah what, what you're saying earlier right like if you your pickup has a problem and then you plug in like a really nice cable it's just gonna mm-hmm. make that problem yeah, Amplify like, that problem. <laughs> yeah. But like that problem is going to show up with any cable anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you have a problem with your pickup that's making noise, a grounding problem, it doesn't really matter what cable you plug in. You're going to hear it through the speakers or whatever. And that's just like, oh, I got to fix my pickup. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, pickups pick up some grounding issues for those people like, oh, dude, you know, I have a grounding issue that bad. But it's it's pretty normal. It's, it's like one of the most common problems with pickups is grounding issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't um plugging into a DI kind of alleviate some of that because the the xlr if you're if you're Mm -hmm. going xlr out Mm -hmm. um the xlr plug has three prongs and one of them is the ground Mm -hmm. Um, so so that will kind of alleviate some sometimes yeah in some cases yeah yeah but but some cases like it's the pickup itself that's like the problem yeah. so like if there's like a nick for example you know in, in the pickup and that's just by normal wear and tear you know like um for example like fishman has like the red tape around their pickups and stuff so the more you like you change out your strings or you know the more you kind of you, you play it it's just gonna you know the the saddle is gonna kind of move around a little bit and it's gonna nick via that red kind of film around the pickup and if it has a nick that could cause the uh, you know the grounding issue so no matter no matter what it's going to have that grounding issue and um even if you plug it into a di it's still going to have that grounding issue in there if it's like the pickup itself but yeah yeah, if if it's like a grounding issue as far as signal goes then that means maybe you can you can do a uh what was was that like a lift on the on the di and that should cure the grounding issue that kind of grounding issue so it just depends what kind of grounding issue i remember a time when we we were filming and Mm -hmm. there was like a grounding issue Mm -hmm. or i could hear like a grounding issue in the headphones and you're trying stuff with the the 
DI, you know, with cables mm-hmm. and everything. And what it turned out to be was like your pickup, I think. And yeah. the solution to that was using a cable with a right angle, but not not because like the cable itself was going to help. But it mm-hmm. was so I think if you touch the cable to you, your body, <laughs> yeah, it stopped right. yeah, the yeah. grounding. And so that's why like that's the only reason why we use that cable or like I, I asked and you're like, oh, I'll just hold it right here. I'll play my ukulele like this for this lesson. <laughs> it's just to, so you make sure you yeah. touch the cable and so it's like grounded. He's yeah. like, yeah. That's that's when you know it's like uh, when you kind of eliminate everything else. It's mm-hmm. like mm, it's probably the pickup that there's something wrong. Yeah, that's like the embarrassing behind the scenes of ukulele on the ground where like the the uke's not working properly, so we gotta like touch it, like uh, hold it a certain <laughs> way so that like you know, the grounding kind of goes away. Enough. It's yeah, they don't need to they don't need to peek behind that curtain. <laughs> like, they'll, tell us, they'll tell people how we live. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I I remember being at the Kauai Music Festival. And um and Paul Afuga, like one of you know one of my favorite artists, uh, one of my favorite singers from Hawaii actually. Um, she had her old school, you know, like I think six or eight string kamaka, and she was you know gonna gonna sing her songs and stuff. And uh, they kept plugging it in, and there was like that grounding issue. Um, it's because uh, Fishman, like she was she had a Fishman pickup, and it's this actually the same pickup that I rave about, which is the um uh the Matrix, the the Matrix Natural One. So the Matrix Natural One has kind of like a shelf life, like it. I don't know if it's because it like it heats up and maybe like a little bit of that heat kind of like melts away like that that foil. I don't know what happens, but after like a few years of using that pickup, it has a grounding issue, and you just kind of have to just swap out that that part that goes underneath the uh, you know underneath the saddle because uh, the pickup itself is fine, you know the um, the Matrix Natural, but then uh, the part that connects from the brain of the pickup to underneath the saddle that kind of has a shelf life. And I think she she had that problem on stage and nobody could. Kind kind of figure out and i'm like i know what's happening <laughs> i i know like watch if you hold it like this it like you know it'll stop and she played it like that the whole time of the kawaii music festival she's like oh thanks for the you know thanks for the advice i'm like yeah but you gotta you gotta go to kamaki you gotta get that that part like you know like, uh, yeah. as soon as you get back to oahu you know and she's like yeah. oh thanks but i never knew that and i was like oh you know next if if you can't bring it you know to kamaki before then now you know how to hold your ukulele <laughs> so like <laughs> for some reason you know the grounding goes away if you touch it with the your skin i don't know what you know what the science is behind that but if you touch it like the grounding goes away it's because it. you're grounding it yeah oh <laughs> yeah you're making a, a loop with yeah. the ground yeah so you're mm-hmm. yeah. closing the loop yeah. yeah yeah but it's just i don't know it has like that particular i don't know if it's it's all fishmen you know like pickups and stuff but it does have that grounding issue after so much use yeah. yeah. Well, well, that um particular pickup, mm. that that's why they discontinued it, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the brain was fine. Like, I didn't, yeah, you know, I didn't feel the need to change the brain part. But like, just the undersaddle was was the problem. The brain is okay because I kept because <laughs> I had that in my, you know, in in uh, I don't know if I have it here, but it, in my first um uh, custom from Kanilea, like the original Mary Jane, and I had it for uh, for Mika, which is my uh, my Kamaka, my tender Kamaka. I had that same pickup. And it was like a routine, like two, three years. Like I had to swap it out because of the uh, the grounding issues. Mm-hmm. Then after they, yeah, they just swapped that, not the brain. <laughs> didn't, didn't you tell somebody like uh, a guitar tech that we know that like if yeah. they come across 
any ukes with that in it, like the natural one in it yeah. if he wants to like take it out and you would just buy that one part right yeah like yeah, you would buy the brain yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. like even though the modern ones and stuff the one that they have for um for the infinities like matrix infinities like they're compatible like they have mm-hmm. you know they have that part or you can just you don't even have to buy it straight from like uh straight from fishman like places like stumac you know like has uh has just that part but they don't sell the brain which is the uh you know the the main component that the, the pickup, <laughs> you know, like it, it fixes it up underneath here, but that's kind of what processes it and sends out the signal. So that brain part is is what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I the, don't think that's an official term. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what what that what the term is. I just, the brain, like the, the motherboard or whatever. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever circuitry. <laughs> <laughs> the actual pickup itself. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, when you when you look at those pickups, that's why uh, they're like the jack, right, and then the mm-hmm. Jack has like all the important parts, and then mm-hmm. it's like a wire going to the under saddle part, right? Yeah. So the the jack is the brain that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I have one in my uh, my U case, but my U case is not here, so I can kind of show like what exactly I've showed it before. Yeah, so. I'm sure, and Kai will put in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll post links, and you can see for yeah. yourself like what it actually yeah. looks like. But like even um yeah, grounding issues are like so common, right? That when we filmed with Shiloh Paw and Fingers. Mm-hmm. like fingers plugged into his board and there was a grounding mm-hmm. issue and we tried yeah. to figure it out and then finally he's like oh I'll just play without the board i don't really need to play with the board i can just mm-hmm. play without and once he did that and plugged yeah. like straight into our cameras it's like yep that's mm-hmm. fine works fine so it yeah, really yeah. is like if you you have it if you experience it you plug in your uke and you're like oh no i have grounding issues that must be something wrong mm-hmm. with my whole uke it's like oh no like everybody has that and yeah you know you can get it fixed it's not that it's pretty too much to worry about yeah yeah oh for people who don't know uh what grounding issues would sound like how would you describe it um it's a low hum you know like when you uh when you plug in your instrument it should just it should not make any noise other than like you know like your actual instrument but if you plug in your instrument it goes like that's what that is it's like a low hum mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily want that i mean like you could probably get away you know like doing a performance of the low hum as long as you like just kind of keep playing but as soon as you stop playing people are like what's that noise mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like white noise kind of like white noise the like the only way i think you can get away with it is mm-hmm. if you're plugged into like a di and yeah. then the di has like a mute switch right so in between songs you hit the mute switch so yeah. that signal doesn't <laughs> go to what are the speakers but yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of a pain to like every time you shovel you're you're done singing or playing or whatever. It's like oh, hit the music switch before anybody hears this. <laughs> mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. All right, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of tech talk today so far. <laughs> All right, uh, Kai, give me uh, the next thing. So we got a couple of student reviews or like. Okay. One student review and a, like an update from somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. But you want to go over Renee's student review because uh, she sent it in last week. So. Okay, so Renee's student review, uh, she was talking about like how to kind of keep it clean when you're doing like fast changes. So um, as far as fast changes goes, as long as it's not like like uh, half beat changes, like like what down up down uh, you know you're changing you know every kind of like half a beat you really and even then uh, my my biggest advice is to kind of sync your right and left hand okay so if you're changing for example like c f g with all in one beat yeah so if you do see how i'm kind of like how my my two hands are synced together so like on the up i'm letting go and I'm like dropping on a down strum. 
So anytime you have like fast changes like that in you know in your uh, in your song, what I would suggest is just isolate that you know that part. You know if it's just if it's just one part, but if it's the whole song, maybe um, pick apart like what chords it is. You know in in that song that happens um, in in a rapid you know sequence. So. You take, you know, you take those three, four, or five chords, whatever it is, and just kind of practice that over and over again, and just kind of landing and doing, you know, doing this like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, and just kind of sync your two hands together. When you're uh, when you're doing the up strum, it's open like this, and put the chord down in the down strum. Even if you have to practice it slow, you know, that's that's really what, you know, what I would suggest to do. Practice it, you know, not in the tempo that you would normally play it in, but a little bit slower, like 10 to 20 beats slower. And see if you can just isolate that part with those chords and then do this kind of, you know, syncing with, with the two hands. Because if, uh, if one is off and one goes before the other, that's when you're getting those, you know, those kind of like... Like that, that kind of you know noise that you you don't want, and it sounds unclean, and and I get it, you know, and not you know I don't play it perfectly every time, but you know I have um uh I can get pretty close because I try to sync the two hands together. Yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, I think the song that she picked is just like a hard mm. song to play. To. Yeah. That it's a uh, birdhouse in your soul, and mm-hmm. it's like a they might be giant song, and yeah. if you know they might be giants, yeah. it's like that. <laughs> and she's is... singing at the same time yeah, too. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not like a. It's like oh, this is a four chord pop song that I can get away yeah. with, like whatever. Is like that even for I think good musicians, it's it's mm-hmm. gonna take a while to get because I think like they just jump to different keys to like get different points in that song, and so mm-hmm. getting that like where it's just like you just jump to a different key smoothly is hard, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, practice. That's that's all it is really. Like yeah, I, I don't think Renee is doing a good job, and I don't think there's necessarily like a tip like oh this is how you do it better. It's just like you gotta just yeah, it's just. That song is one of song that's gonna take time. Yeah, so you know, really just uh, take it, and then I'm pretty sure you know you, you're you're tired of hearing you know hearing this as an as an advice, but it works. Like take it slow, but um, the the advice that I want to add is really syncing up you know the the two hands and up and down because the downbeat is where you're changing. You know, it's a little bit tougher if you're changing. Uh, that's why I said it's it's tough if it's half beats because you kind of have to change in the up strum. And even then, I would still like you know I'd still sync it so that like the chord changes on the up. So these two kind of move together. So uh, practice getting these two uh, these two hands to kind of sync up, especially for those kinds of songs. Mm-hmm. All right, we have a student review from Will. Also, you know, Will has sent us a bunch of student reviews, and you know, I gotta say, I watch this, and I think he's he's getting better. You know, like mm-hmm. um, the uh, the way that he's holding the ukulele, that you know, it, it's it's up here, and the way that he's playing, the chunk is coming along. Um, but really, his um his main thing is uh, you know, from according to him, is uh, it still sounds kind of tinny, and really, it's just you know, it's just a matter of now now that you've got it, you know, now that you've got how to strum and stuff, uh, get a little bit heavier on you know on the hits. It's just the weight of your hand kind of going you know going down. Um. Cause uh, I I feel that like you know you're you're grazing it you're grazing the strings and that's how you're getting the uh, that kind of thin noise. So if you take that same exact way that you're playing and just go a little bit closer, that's what's gonna give you a a, a, a bigger sound. Also the angle on you know on when or where you hit the strings you know on your pointer finger for example. So I use um when when I strum I'm gonna put this microphone here. So when I strum. 
it's really at this, you know, at this angle. So I'm pointing to myself, I'm pointing down to the ground, but there's a slight curve, as you can see. So pointing up to myself and pointing down. So it's really the, the nail, you know, the top of my nail and a little bit of my flesh, because it's kind of like this. And then it's gonna, I use the nail to, to slide through the strings. But then it's still like the weight of my hand that's creating that, you know, that tone. It makes it, you know, it makes it bigger because if I, you know, if I played it lightly, that's what it would, you know, that's what it would sound like. So it's just put a little bit of weight behind it, but then um, do it slowly. You know, don't just go like right off the bat. Like see if you can kind of start from where you're at and add a little bit of weight behind the, you know, behind the strum. It's just a matter of bringing that finger in a little bit more too. So if you bring that finger, the more in you bring that finger without it, you know, like clack clacking on your, uh, on, on the top, that, that should, uh, that should help out. But you're doing great though, you know, like, uh, um, from the past videos that you've, you know, that you've sent us, um, it looks like you're, you're starting to kind of get it. You, you know how to hold your ukulele. Your, your form looks great. A chunk is coming, you know, is coming along. That tone is going to get there. Okay. So I would, you know, uh, I, I don't, I've never, I haven't really seen like too much as far as like, you know, playing, like playing tunes and stuff. So I would concentrate on that. I, and I think we've said this before too, like concentrate on playing songs and co concentrate on, uh, on trying to, you know, like learn a bunch of stuff for now, because now that you know how to, how to hold it and how you make noise with the ukulele, you know, I think it's time to, to go through some songs to go. Maybe, um, I would suggest, you know, going through some, some, uh, some of the beginner intermediate stuff on the, on the song lessons, or if you want, you know, you can kind of tackle like um, fur release or uh, or minuets, you know, things like that if you want to start picking. But but really start to, you know, start to explore your ukulele and, and what it can do. Because right now, if you spend a lot of time on like, oh man, it's just not the tone that I want. You're missing out on a lot of stuff that uh, that you could be doing with your ukulele just with the tone that you have already. Yeah? Yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, another part that will like, I don't know if he messaged me or it's in the video itself is he talked about... Um, he wears like a thumb pick and he kind of gets like <laughs> noise from the th thumb pick itself. Yeah. So I mes messaged him back and I told him like, if you're just strumming, if you're not going to pick during the song, you yeah. might want to consider just, yeah. yeah, just like take off the thumb pick. Cause mm -hmm. no matter if you're strumming like that and your thumb pick just happens to hit the fretboard or whatever, it's going to make a noise. So it's like, if you're focusing on strumming for a song, you really don't need a thumb pick at all. Like to, you know strum but if you're gonna pick and stuff then yeah you can wear it you know it, it's just like that's one thing that it's gonna happen like there's not not really a way to get around it so it's like you gotta weigh the pros and cons to wearing a thumb pick right it's like oh mm -hmm. do i mind this little tacky noise that i get when i pick or mm -hmm. would i rather you know like I, I might not get as strong a tone but i can i can avoid that noise then you can go without it so yeah. 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 It seems like it's kind of getting in the way of his chunk too. Because yeah. when you, when you chunk, you're supposed to kind of use your thumb to cover the strings or lightly tap the strings. And so with the pick kind of facing in, it'll do that. So yeah so it, it'll probably like kind of hit your whatever the the soundboard or whatever mm -hmm. so yeah probably just kind of um maybe not use the thumb pick for just for strumming <laughs> yeah like <laughs> like kahai said but um yeah other than that he's it's looking good i'm <laughs> i'm i'm pretty like I, because you're always playing and you're always at where you're at you don't necessarily notice 
your progression, yeah. but uh, just know that we notice your progression. So <laughs> you're doing yeah. good and you're good. you're coming along and, and yeah, just be happy and continue. That's yeah. that's the only way to get better and keep progressing. So mm-hmm. I think like there's something that I, I think I can say this because I think Will is a pretty good like person who's open minded, you know, and he he listens to our advice. So like something that Will sends me and every time he sends it to me, it's kind of like a double edged sword. Like I feel good for him. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's like the best thing to do. Um, He uses like apps that can change the key of songs. And so he'll change keys so it fits his voice so so he can learn to sing along with songs. And I think that's that's great. Like and that's kind of what you want to do if you're singing along to a song. But then I, I also think I told him, like, I think that might be restricting you because since you're not playing in the harder keys you're not learning things like harder chords or inversions or ways to really play with the song you know like how it was originally played and so that's kind of like one of those things that a lot of people i think like they find these things that make playing easier and then when they question like oh why why am i not getting better it's like uh because you're not really challenging yourself you're not really trying to play the song in a harder way you know if you're just like playing like oh i'm just playing the same four chords for every song then it's like oh that's why you're not learning new chords or that's why you're not really you know expanding your your chord library so that is like one thing that you know if you feel stuck or you're like oh i kind of feel like i play the same thing over and over uh try and play like things in different keys or try and play things how they're originally recorded because yeah that's how you learn and get better yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and really listening to the original song will kind of help you because because what you want to do is sort of imitate the the style and the touch and mm-hmm. you know the phrasing of the original mm-hmm. song so so that will help you get better too by listening and then trying to emulate that you'll get better and um kind of hone in on that i guess the sound that you're trying to create you know yeah and be exposed to different types of sound and being able to recreate different types of sound so Mm -hmm. if you play uh just stick to the original key play along with the original song and really listen to the music that will help um train your ears and then train your hand to recreate those sounds as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also, I mean, you know, uh, kind of moving on. Uh, we also have uh, the songwriting submissions because we kind of showed our songs last uh, last week. We have some submissions from uh, Chris and Sue. Love the ukulele work that Hamsini is doing and love like the uh, ukulele work chords and like and the lyrics that, uh, that Chris and Sue did for, you know, for their songs. And, um, and this is what I'm going to do. So we usually give something, you know, to one person. But what we're going to do is uh, Chris and Sue and Hamsini, you know, if you guys are listening, uh, you guys can book one extra private lesson with me okay it doesn't have to be this month it's it's just one extra period all right and um if when you're uh, when you book that extra one just put in on the what you know what do i want to learn just say this is the uh, this is the extra one for writing a song okay so instead of you know like instead of sending out stuff and whatever and i think i could um especially with you know i, I know hamsini really well and um we've been doing like some really you know good progress with that uh, with her private lessons and i think this would be the perfect thing to kind of give out to uh to, to these 
these people who submitted a songwriting submission this time. Okay, so put it in there. You get one. So everybody usually gets two, but you have uh, you have three either this month or whenever you wanna you know um, whenever you wanna redeem your extra lesson. So keep that in mind for those people who wanna do the uh, the songwriting lesson because uh, that's kind of one that that I wanna start giving out to people because I, I you know I do wanna help out people a little bit more. And sometimes we'll get prizes, you know. So who knows? Who knows what you're gonna get if you write a song for the songwriting lesson uh, songwriting challenge, right, Kai? Yeah, I, I think yeah. Hamsini we sent her a box too of like mm-hmm. actual prizes and stuff but yeah. i don't know if it's gotten to her yet it's yeah. <laughs> i think it might take a while to get to <laughs> india so like yeah but it's cool you know we love seeing um progress from you know from a lot of you and we, we do see and it's kind of cool because like you know especially doing the private lessons like i kind of you know i kind of see people working on stuff but then when we see people submitting like songwriting stuff it, it kind of showcases like what they come up with and and things that you know that they are not showing me you know because usually what they're showing me it's like oh how do i you know like how do i do this or i'm working on this song but this kind of gives you guys a chance to uh to showcase yourselves and your musicality and things that you you know that you created with your own noggin it's just really cool so i'm proud of all of you folks um that that have submitted something to the songwriting challenge if you haven't just just try it out it's you know it's super fun like like this you know it's not even like the winner for this week it's like i'm giving both of them extra lessons so right on you know um speaking of which kai do you want to set the um you know do you want to set the next challenge sure yeah we can do that okay cool so we want to set the next challenge give us some ideas right now so for those of you folks who are in the live chat just like type in you know what what you guys want to you know want to do for the you know for the challenge it's kind of funny because it's like i there's a lot of people like oh do this do that and and like we we, we don't see any submissions <laughs> you know like uh, we see like <laughs> we see two submissions so uh give us some give us some ideas give us something that you want to do because you know if you put in a submission or uh if you put in a suggestion of something you know that you would you would love to write about or would love to write a key that we would love to write in that's kind of what we want to hear you know instead of like oh let's do this you know let's do this instead this is a challenge let's make it a challenge for these other people you know like it's like like, give us suggestions on something that you want to do something fun something that you would think is fun yeah yeah so let's uh, let's do that so even rob he said that i started a song and i wrote a verse but i never finished it uh i think it like even if you record that and you put it in the song yeah it counts Mm -hmm. yeah or yeah and it's kind of cool like i've thought about doing a challenge because i've seen like artists do challenges on youtube and one Mm -hmm. challenge they do is like after 10 years or whatever they go back and they try and redraw their original drawing right Mm -hmm. and if you do something like this you record yourself playing playing a song or something and you you don't finish it but you put it up it's like maybe in a few months you can look back on it and be like oh now i i think i can finish it now like i Mm -hmm. I have more ideas that i can use to finish it so yeah it's always cool like even if you're not you know sure like oh should i submit it or something if you you're writing songs and stuff just record like everything you do and keep it and then like every once in a while look back on it and like think mm-hmm. oh maybe i can use this for this song or maybe i can do i can add this to this song it, it, yeah that's like part of the fun of songwriting <laughs> yeah and uh uh with, with with that said like you know we we submit or we show you guys a lot i mean at least i do you know like uh if i come up with like a verse and a chorus it's like oh that's and if i don't get like a second verse and or a bridge which you know even though i really want to like if it's just like a verse 
verse and chorus it's like hey this is what i got so far and like well you know what what do you guys think so it doesn't have to be like a complete song we just want you guys to just you know start writing like just because the the more you write the better you'll get so you know if you're expecting like ah this is this doesn't sound like the masterpiece i want it to sound like it doesn't have to be and that's how you get to that masterpiece is if you just keep writing um also you know um i am creating a uh an ep right now and a couple of uh of the songs that you know that i did for the thursday live lesson are going to make it in that you know in that ep and this just goes to show you like i didn't finish like uh, you know these tunes that uh that i'm doing for the you know for the ep i definitely added some stuff and uh, and definitely made them better you know made riffs and whatnot so it doesn't have to be a complete thing that you could get that you guys can show um yeah so i'm very excited for it guys like i <laughs> i did i started uh i started doing the, the vocals because i that song that i submitted last week that's one of them that like that that i put into the to the ep because i kind of like how that chorus and it's it's kind of catchy and the um the thursday live lesson uh song that i did you know like with uh, mm-hmm. uh which should be kind of like the oh no the, Ka- the aldrinica high show <laughs> that's the another jingle. one of this yeah the jingle the aldrinica <laughs> high show uh, that's gonna make it into the ep <laughs> it's it's super fun so it really like this uh this is ep i'm making it for for like the you know ukulele underground like actual like fans podcast like, plus listeners podcast. Yeah. yeah listeners so it's uh, it's gonna be free so it's not like anything that's you know i'm gonna put it up on spotify you guys can listen to spotify i'm not gonna make a physical like cd release for it or whatever it's just gonna i'm just gonna put it out there it's in progress uh, i don't see it taking any longer than another month and a half though so it should be really you know really soon and i don't want to be that guy who like who announces stuff like it's gonna come out but now that the tracks are all kind of laid out i just need to do a few more things now i can see it yeah it's it's coming. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. It's it's happening. Either that or just wasted a whole week's worth of work. <laughs> if it doesn't come out. <laughs> yeah. People aren't really putting suggestions in the chat for mm-hmm. what like uh what the next challenge can be. Yeah. But uh I also wanted to point out like um with Hamsini too, the thing I like about Hamsini's song, if you listen to it, is like she's so good at, at uh setting motifs. Like she sets mm-hmm. like she has like themes in her songs and then she returns <laughs> to them. And you can really tell it's like, oh man, that is like a great thing to just like, you know, it's like those little bites that you can just pick out in songs immediately yeah. recognize. Yeah. And she does like a great job at doing that. And then Chris and Sue wrote like a really neat song using that like major second, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they wrote a song about a diner that they go to. I, I think they go to, they, they sent me a picture of it, but then like they included little bits about like, uh, there's something about like a shark in there and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like little Easter eggs in there too. So mm-hmm. they they both did a real really great job. And I just wanted to bring that up again. Yeah. Yeah, great job, guys. Okay, so um let's let's pick a key. How about how about we pick a key? Or or a chord progression. I kinda like that, like that major second one from, from the last. It was uh I I loved it. Um let's do chord progression instead of key so that people can just write in whatever key, you know? So Will doesn't have to like change change keys so that he, he can sing to it. So, you know, let's just make it easier for Will <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. just make it open key something that will can sing so you can play like play it in whatever key you're comfortable with yeah i'm just i'm just joking well i'm not like <laughs> like poking fun or anything i'm just saying um it can be any key that you want you know that you that you want to do it in or you want to write it in okay so the chord progression will be okay i got it oh no that might be too hard um since we're doing two chord songs for um you know for for friday live jam i want you guys to write a two chord song okay but a uh, of course you know we have bonuses bonuses would be you know um just have like 
a verse or a chorus as two chords, and then the you know uh, part of the song has more than two chords. Another bonus, I want you guys to uh, to see if you can put a diminished chord in there. We haven't done that in a while, I, I don't think. You know, so diminished chord is is a bonus. Um, more chords is uh, you know for other parts would be bonus as long as like at least a verse has two chords in it, or the chorus has two chords in it, or uh, or a part. If you're not writing you know like lyrics kind of songs or a part of it at least has to it has to be kind of two chords ish let's see let, let's make you know a, a, a bonus uh reggae because reggae has good two chord stuff in it and i can write in, in <laughs> reggae very easily <laughs> but yeah no nah, two chord songs usually kind of reminds you of reggae or uh let's make lounge you know lounge music two chord mm-hmm. lounge music yeah so uh lounge or reggae two chords diminished Aaron, what was the chord that you used in last week's one? Was it like a flat seven or was it like a major seven or something? Major seven. Can we make that as one of the bonuses is use a major yeah. seven chord too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Major seven. Love major sevens. It's Especially when I'm playing guitar, like major sevens. Just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> or... Whoa, Robin. <laughs> well, like... Was it like uh or I said uh, major seven, but what was it was the seventh chord of the key that you're playing in, right? That was you made it into a major instead of a dominant. Is that what you did in your last song? There's something like that you use where it's like a a chord that's not in the key, right? For me? Yeah, for your last song. Yeah, it was in the key of D and I used the C. Mm-hmm. So it went down like a major. Uh, instead of instead of diminished seven, you use a yeah. major seven. So not necessarily yeah. like a, a G major yeah. seven is like the seventh uh, chord in that family. Yeah, is a major instead of a diminished. So it, it yeah, can yeah. be diminished or a major, which is really cool. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, either major or diminished seven. That's interesting. I love that. <laughs> yes. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, it was a major is a flat seven major though. It wasn't like a regular seven, right? It's a flat seven major because uh, oh, seven yeah, yeah, D would right. be a, uh, C sharp, so it'd be a, that's right. Yeah, yeah, flat seven major. Okay, so that that'll be the bonus then. <laughs> Flat seven major. Yeah. See if you can use that. <laughs> yeah. Or you should, it would be a major flat seven. Would, yeah, 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 yeah. It wouldn't be a flat seven major. It would be a major flat seven because uh, the last challenge is a major two instead of a minor <laughs> two. So there's a major flat seven. <laughs> okay. If you want, if you, you want, it's bonus. You don't have to. The, yeah, you know. I put it in there cooking. because I like the sound of it. I didn't even <laughs> think about which one, what number it was, or what. Well, apparently, Kahai liked it so much that he wants to make it a, a bonus this time around. He, he touched him, <laughs> you know. Like, he, your song touched Kahai in a way that has influenced him to use it as a bonus. <laughs> it felt like a '70s folk rock kind of <laughs> progression, or so you know. Oh man, yeah. So, yeah, sounds good. So that's the challenge so the base challenge or the base guideline mm-hmm. is just write a two chord song right everything yeah, else yeah. is just add it on if you can do it mm-hmm. if you want to use it so yep yeah um any bonuses of what to write about so we we talked about you know what uh what chords to use and what genres you can write in and stuff but subject matter kahai your turn oh subject matter <laughs> uh well like actually none of us really wrote about the end of summer right like we all <laughs> oh, kind of wrote like folk songs or yeah i wrote like, a diner song diner you know? song yeah so yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Sky's choice. Sky's choice. I don't know. We where's we, where's Devin when we need him? I know. Where's the... <laughs> he's usually he's usually the one that picks interesting topics. Yeah. We need like a the like just a randomizer or something mm-hmm. to come should, up with like a phrase that we can just use to. Should we I feel do like... current events, Kai? Ah, just like, <laughs> like the heat wave that's going on right now because I'm sweating. <laughs> like that's kind of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about all the other craziness that's going on in the world. I'm talking about this heat that's making <laughs> me sweat through. I'm, I have to wear more black shirts because <laughs> like if I wear anything other than black, it's just really gonna show. Yeah. How, how about like making the theme or like if you can write about heat wave just hot or cold how about hot or cold (laughs) okay okay yeah yeah like and that that's as you know that's as uh general as we can make it hot like hot and cold hot (laughs) and or cold temperature (laughs) that's a katy perry song yeah yeah. i i already got one (laughs) got it yes and you're no (laughs) (laughs) you're in and you're out you know i'm getting ideas (laughs) yeah yeah opposites yeah here we go like like that time you wrote uh right you did guava jam in uh yeah. um a minor key it's like you just take the Katy yeah. perry song and you just do it in a minor key and then you, yeah. you switch all the words around it's like yeah i wrote this song it's a totally original yeah so it's gonna be good um I'm, I'm excited for this one uh two chords i mean everybody can you know can write something with with two chords right it's gonna be good major flat sevens diminished uh, whatever key that you want to, you know, and songs about hot and or cold. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, also like the two chords. Um, mm-hmm. So like tomorrow is a two chord jam, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I for the poll, I wrote yeah. what two ish chord song should we should we play for the jam and there there are songs where it's like i think uh you can get away with just playing two chords but originally the song has more and so i think uh, like uh people too if you write a song and then you know it happens to have three chords it's not like we're gonna Mm -hmm. go like "Mm -mm, shame on you you use more chords (laughs) than you're supposed to it's yeah, like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we we just want to hear uh, what you come up with. So, yep. Yeah, I think um, what was that like uh, the Pina Colada song or whatever? Like, yeah, Escape, Escape has like a like a billion chords if you're playing it correctly, <laughs> like how you know, like how they did it in the seventies and stuff. That dun 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 dun, yeah. dun chord chord chord. <laughs> but like, uh-huh. no, let's just do chord two chords. It's two fine. Chords. You know, let's do like Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson doesn't like too much, you know, too much chords either. So I, I'm, I'm with Jack. <laughs> I'm with yeah, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jack um, Johnson yep. also does like a lot of major chords yeah. together that don't necessarily fall into <laughs> the same chord family. <laughs> or he, he just goes up and up the neck, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. He just major, bars major, bars yeah. a chord and then goes to a different same bar <laughs> just on a different fret that's uh, working smarter not harder yeah yeah that's, yeah. that's really all it is you know <laughs> he's saving all that energy for more surfing <laughs> and eating acai bowls <laughs> i saw him one time at um at uh marcus's place what's that place called diamond head cove yeah he's like oh my god it's church awesome. oh, it's yeah don't look. <laughs> just don't look. Don't look. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. It's, it's cool. Yeah, that was like the um the most like word of mouth spot, you know, that uh-huh. I found on Oahu, but it's it's bumping now. Like everyone knows about it now. Diamond Head Cove. Uh I don't think it's the same anymore though, no, right? It's no, not, not... Nah. ever since Marcus passed, it's just really And and I think they changed their name. They might it Did might they? be Yeah, I mean it might be 
something else. I, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I think they just went with the health bar or something. Diamond Cove health bar. But yeah. Diamond and Cove, and then yeah. it is a health bar. <laughs> but I <think> I included <laughs> that in the name now. But it's I don't know. I I did yeah. it. I mean, I went recently. It tastes, you know, um, the cyborg stays exactly the same uh, and stuff. But it's just the vibe is just not, you know, not not the same. How it was in the, the old oh, days, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> Actually, because you still have a bunch of YouTube videos, so if yeah. you like look up Diamond Head Cove on YouTube, it'll it'll go to Aldrin's channel, yeah. and there's some cool ones on there, like yeah. some some pretty cool <laughs> just just musicians from Hawaii would just show up there and then yeah. end up collaborating. So it's like <laughs> some magic, like you know, that was captured mm-hmm. in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, I you know, like God bless their souls, like uh, Ernie Cruz Jr. Like I got to jam mm-hmm. with him there, and Guy mm-hmm. Cruz, you know, like both yeah. of them, them passed, and this is like I'm so glad i have those memories with you know with, with those guys and kind of just jamming yeah. and it was one of those like uh, one of those places that they would just be there you know even if uh-huh. they were like ernie he was he wasn't there like to play he was just there because i think like they just finished the gig and he wanted to just like have a have a disciple or some cobble uh-huh. he wanted to just yeah. drink some cobble after the show <laughs> and was like can you you want to you want to jam <laughs> you want to jam was going to play a song <laughs> together it was like, really oh cool my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like i'm sure Fernandez so, right now. totally not tripping right now <laughs> It was cool. I, yeah, it was it was really cool. I think uh, uh when we posted um Island Style, I want to say one mm. of the comments was like, oh, "I remember seeing John play with his brother at Diamond yeah. Head and they were it was like I want to say they were like saying it was like 10 years ago and mm. they went there just to grab food and they were like, "Holy cow, this person is here just like <laughs> hanging out and playing music. What's going yeah. on?" So it was like, yeah. That was a spot, man. Like Diamond Head Cove was a spot. Like if you wanted to see like musician like Hawaii musicians, like it would that would be it. And uh, there was like a wall of pictures with like the old, you know, old owner Marcus, like would just post, you know, post pictures of like famous people coming. Even his dog was famous. His dog wasn't lost. Yeah. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's really cool. And it was a very tiny place, but it was the best. It was really the best. And I think they have a second or a third, even a third location at this point. They've, uh, they've expanded. I don't know who owns it now. I don't know if the wife took over, but it was it was really cool. Like back, back yeah. then. The food is still good, so if you guys go, you know, it, um Diamond Head Cove, it's you know, by Diamond Head. <laughs> it's uh it things um Monsterot. Avenue. I'm not quite sure exactly where where it's at, but yeah, it's in it's in Waikiki, just or on your way going to KCC. That's the yeah. best direction that I can give. It's, it's great. <laughs> that was when I first had acai bowls. There, you know, they're like ahi wraps and stuff. They're they're, they're delicious. Like the food there is, is <laughs> awesome. The kava is, is great. So go go. While while you were on um, living on Oahu, did you ever go to Ward's Rafters? That sounds familiar, but no. That was like another spot where it was like super word of mouth oh yeah yeah and then just amazing art and and music happened mm-hmm. there it's a it was one of those places i, I don't <laughs> think it's around anymore mm-hmm. i think the the lady who owned the location mm-hmm. passed but that mm-hmm. was one of those like uh you know keloha the, the, yeah, the poetry guy the poet, yeah he brought me there once and it was like it was amazing. It was one of those mm, where, mm. like, a lot of jazz would happen there, mm. and just you know, a lot did of they, just random musicians would show up and play together. Did they used to have like um like slam poetry nights and stuff at the Red Rafter? Because no. I might have gone if if that's no, 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 that he, was the place. I think he would do it. What was that that restaurant inside Alamoana Hotel? 
Yeah, he he would do it. Oh yeah, there. that is the place. And there's a little club on downstairs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he would yeah, do it there. The mm-hmm. I think that place is closed now too. Mm-hmm. And then he would also do it at Hawaiian Brian's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember going because um I I went twice. One time uh because because Jake was playing at like the, some slam poetry night and and Jake's like oh do you you know do you want to do you want to come I was like that's yeah I guess I'll I'll come to that you know I was living on Oahu <laughs> like well, a while back and then the second time I went to his uh, uh Kelo's slam poetry thing was Bosia was uh was was doing poetry oh, nice. so I was like oh yeah man, I love that guy so he came in and I was like I got to see him live which is really cool and then you know I, I really wanted to check out uh, Anis Mojgani like I think he he did yeah. one of the slam poetry nights too that's, I was there I was there. For Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. Because <laughs> Anis is, is one of my is one of my favorites, and Bosia uh, too. So it's like I saw Bosia. Uh, <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. So um, so this was before we even started mm. Ukulele Underground. Yeah, and um, and I was doing some video stuff with Kealoha. He he might have been one of those those kind of influences in my life that made me realize yeah. like you could take art and you could just do it you know for the <laughs> sake of doing it you know yeah. and you could find a way like you know it doesn't really matter as long as you want to live simply mm. you could find a way to live on mm. art <laughs> and so oh. so like so ever since that you know that contact and mm. you know I haven't really kept up with him or anything but I mm. he's, a, he's such a cool guy he but is. he definitely inspired me to like mm. you know branch out on my own and mm. like eventually we did start ukulele underground and yeah. so part part of the credit kind of goes to to him Killa. just that you know cool. yeah inspiration ins- yeah. <laughs> inspiring me uh, to to just make you know art a thing in mm-hmm. a, a major thing in my life you know because mm-hmm. i always thought i would have to go into you know whatever I'd do an office job or science or whatever but he has a degree like a he might i think he has a phd in physics or something like that but he's a <laughs> poet for a job you know <laughs> for his main job yeah, and yeah. so so yeah so that kind of made me rethink everything just meeting him and and hanging out with him so yeah yeah, well, yeah. check him out links, and, yeah. We'll some links yeah Weren't uh weren't we coming back from like uh Nam or something? And I think he didn't he, he like see you in the airport and he yeah. stopped you and was like, Hey Aaron. Yeah. That's cool. And it was it was in it was in LAX. Yeah. Okay. And I was carrying my guitar and he was like, Are you still doing that ukulele thing or something? And he was like, Yeah, I am. It was like, that's a big ukulele. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was like, Oh no, I'm I back up this guy who plays ukulele and we we did some shows and he was like that's pretty yeah. cool and he was I, super nice I tried to tell him then that it's like kind of like you know if it wasn't it, it kind of is if it wasn't for you I mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be doing this you know <laughs> traveling the world and living off music mm-hmm. and, and teaching music and spreading mm-hmm. you know the love of music mm-hmm. and so he's like you know I don't think he really understands the impact <laughs> that he had on me <laughs> he's like yeah, that's cool. cool man do you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember after he called out to you and you guys talked and you like we were just like sitting down waiting for our plane to come you told me that and it was like that's like pretty amazing and it's like pretty amazing that he called out to you right like he saw you and yeah. was like yeah. hey that's Aaron and like called out to say <laughs> hi you know like out of like everybody at LEX is like he recognized you so yeah that was that was a pretty cool story <laughs> yeah check out man 
it's inspiring dude i met him one time like i don't you know not not enough for him to remember me or anything because i think you worked with him right or you filmed him you followed him around filming yeah yeah i was doing like a kind of a a one day in the life piece on just random mm-hmm. people from hawaii and he was mm-hmm. he was one of the guys that i i followed and and did and i don't think his episode ever came out because oh, we yeah. got dropped from i am hawaii then Ooh. you should yeah. just you should just like look for the you know look for the tapes and you just release yeah it. no no i think i gave him the footage i sent oh. him the footage at at some point but mm. yeah that's it's it's one of those things that was just <laughs> it just happened to you know conspire mm. to, to it yeah. kind of led led my life on a totally different path mm. but um but yeah there's there's really no trace of mm-hmm. the original <laughs> <laughs> impetus for that yeah <laughs> that's cool man all right everyone well we gotta get going you know um thanks so much for listening to thursday live lesson we'll see you folks next time write your songs send us your songs it's gonna be due in three weeks for you guys but for us it's in two weeks so that you guys can get an idea of what you guys can write with two songs we'll show you guys what you know what we come up with a week afterwards that's when you guys give us your you know give us your songs and you know we'll we'll do something nice for the people who uh you know that that did send something okay but other than that stick around for one-on-one coaching or we'll see you folks tomorrow for a little friday live jam have a great one if you can aloha